Good morning, Spirit of Prophecy Church and internet audience. Let me introduce to you a very anointed speaker. I paid him to say that. And pray for Apostle Stan Johnson. Father, let the anointing come down and touch him. Let his words come alive in the spirit and let us have ears to hear and Take this home with us and begin to function and build the kingdom of heaven. I thank you for staying in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. So I'm going to be talking this morning on the mark of the beast. And I'm going to start with a disclaimer because some of the things I'm going to be saying here need to be disclaimed. And the disclaimer is I'm not saying anything bad about any of the people or the companies in this presentation. While some may know exactly what this means and intentionally place them to announce to their other buddies that they are part of the group. Many of them, matter of fact, maybe even most of them, see them only as a simple decoration and have no evil intention in displaying them at all. In other words, some of them know exactly what they're doing. Some of them just think it's a nice decoration. And I'm going to start with this because I want to get it out of my pocket. Uh, my little granddaughter was playing with this. Now, the disadvantage is you can't see what that is, but that's some kind of a little... Snail. Oh, that's a snail. Thank you. That's a snail. But it's got 666, 666, 666 on the other side. 666, 666, 666, 666, all over it. I don't think that's an accident. I think that the people that designed it put it on there. Now, did they put it on there because they know what it symbolizes and they're leaving a subtle subliminal message in the hearts of our children? Or was it just a design? Well, that is the question this morning. I don't know. But I know what the symbol means and it ain't good. You can pass that around and let everybody look at it. Your grandchildren are playing with those. All right, let's go on to the next one. So the uh, spiral to the left, I believe, symbolizes 666. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. And that no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here's wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for is the number of a man, his number is six hundred, three score, and six. Then on the right side, according to Ken Peters and two other people, this is what the mark of the beast looks like. Now there's actually four things. And let's see if I can name them off. Let's say, and the mark, number, his name, we don't know his name is Mark, name, number, and image. So there's actually four things we should not take. We don't know what the image, we don't know what the name of the beast is yet. But we knew, do know his mark and his number. That is his mark, that is his number. We have three different people in dreams that were shown that's what the mark looks like. And two different people that says that's the 666. Now here's what it might look like in real life. We do not necessarily know that there's six large flames, six medium flames, six small flames. That's just a guess, but it's a good guess. <clears throat> and then 
this is what it might look like on the hand. One person saw it uh, as red. Two of the people saw it as yellow. So whether it's red or whether it's yellow, this will help you to be able to spot it. Okay? That's what it might look like. Don't take that because the smoke of the torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest to worship the beast and his image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Meaning, you take that mark of the beast, you can cut your hand off, you can chisel it off your forehead, but you are not getting eternal life with Jesus. Instead, you are tossed in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone with the beast of the false prophet thousand years later after the devil has deceived the people once again. Then he also is tossed in there along with all the other people that take the mark of the beast and all the fallen ones and Nephilim and all of that sort of stuff. And you're tossed there for all eternity with no hope or possibility of escape, period. In other words, you don't get soul death. You don't stop living. You continue in torment. Okay, so here's the number of the beast's name. And these are really the five things we should avoid. The beast, his image, his mark, name, and number. The beast, his image, his mark, name, and number. I'm drilling that into your mind. And this is the book that will tell you all about what not to do. Actually, of the four books I've written, this is the number one selling book. It's uh, actually, if you read the first few pages, you'll probably finish the book, even if it's someone else that worships another god. Um, because it's a, just a quick read, it's simple, but it shows you what is coming probably in the next few years. These are some other ways it might look, might not look exactly like we think. This is some of the most recent things I've seen. I know you probably have Lysol, and probably the Rickett company that makes Lysol has no idea that it kind of looks, see, that to them, they're going to say, oh, well, that's just an R for Rickett. And maybe it is. And maybe it's not. See what I'm saying? They also promote COP26, and I'm not going to take the time to go in that, but that's some more bad stuff. This guy here is on the Internet, and <coughs> right of his heart is a 666. <coughs> Probably doesn't even know what it means. Do you see it? You're going to hear me say that a lot. Because if I point it out with an arrow every time, then you get to where maybe you don't see it. And I want you to be looking. So do you see the 666 world? Okay. Ah, in her hair? Yes. Where else? Dress? Where else? See what I'm saying? Oh, a woman hybrid, okay. Woman dog. Very good. I didn't see that. But that's the point. Sometimes we see, but we don't really see, okay? We look, but we don't see. How about here? This is a medical center in Ghana. One of our, I haven't been to Ghana. Somebody sent me this as an email. Here's another one. Do you see it? There, I put a arrow there. Do you see it? Okay. Do you see it? Hmm. Do you see it? Do you see it? It's all over. This is Pacamama, the goddess of the elements. Now, I'm giving you a couple of help, help here. I put some arrows in here. I think it's uh, 
I don't know, I started to say interesting or maybe sad where they put them. (laughs) Where they put them. See it? Now see, a lot of people would just look at these and not think twice. Okay, let's look at the one on the right. Where do you see it? Yep, and... Hair. Yeah, 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 okay. And then to the left, it's hair, okay, and also water below. These are artifacts, ancient artifacts. If it's nothing, then how come we find it on ancient things thousands of years old? Because it's been around thousands of years. But it's also on some new things, very subtle. The beast is the most subtle beast of the field. Do you see it? How about here? Do you see it? Fine European ceramics, including Hispano, Moresque, pottery, and Italian galleries, snow.net. Nothing. Well, they're they're getting a little obvious in this one, yes? Now, this is Zuckerberg's new Threads Loco. Oh, there's nothing to it. Well, maybe there's a six. Maybe there's another six. Maybe there's another six. Maybe that's a six, six, six. Oh, maybe not. Maybe it's just nothing. Christine Lagarde. Okay, she's one of the head financial people on the planet. And look what she's wearing. Six, six, six. And then she's got a Baphomet. And another Baphomet. And another kind of a 666, they find all kinds of ways to hide it, make it very subtle. You have to look for the subtle things. This is an ancient pictograph. On the right, you see what looks like an alien. Way over in the top left, you see it looks like an onk. And then below that, well, there is our swirl. This is the real war is Russia against the Khazarian Mafia. A lot of people call these people Khazarian Mafia. They're really Moloch. Ashkenazi Jews, and if you look at the Ukraine crest, the Moloch signal, and the Khazarian tablet, they're all basically the same thing. That is actually a cow symbol. Scan with your phone, they say. And what is it? Why, it's a swirl. This was on the internet. Somebody sent me this, and they're a Christian couple, and they're preaching Jesus, but they obviously don't know about the swirl, or that would be not up behind them. Not Again, I'm not saying anything bad about them. They probably have a wonderful ministry, but they ought to know what they're putting up. From Disney's classic movie, Nightmare Before Christmas, notice the mayor of Halloween Town's left eye. He's the mayor. He's the leader. That's what the devil does. He tends to get into the leadership and own and control them. The nightmare before Christmas, and what do we see? That's not even too subtle. The helmet on the right used to be the Chargers symbol for their helmet, but now they've got it on a little bit different. Now, maybe it means nothing. Maybe it doesn't mean just nothing. Here's another logo. Now, we know that now as a 666, but maybe it's just a decoration. These are ancient pictographs. I took this picture at, uh, no, excuse me, not this one. This is at the Chago Culture 
I believe it's in Oklahoma. But what do you see? You see the swirl in two different places. And if you look here, you also see an erection with sperm. All in the same pictograph. Well, let's see. Why? Because that's what Moloks do. They get together and have big orgies. Ancient 666 on a Pontius Pilate coin. Here it is in a different way. A different way. Whoops, skipped one. No, I didn't. Okay. Somebody sent me this email. I bought a children's Bible storybook today, but then realized that on nearly every page is the number of the beast. This was quite a shock. It's being put everywhere. Thanks for your videos showing us what to look for. Okay. So she sent me four pictures from this children's Bible storybook. See if you see it. Okay, that looks pretty innocent. How about that? And that? And that? Good point. I didn't see it. See, I didn't see that. Owl. Owl is a good sign. Good sign of the bad people. Okay. What about this one? After school Satan Club, and they have it in the eye. Are you talking about his hand? Here? Yeah, Baphomet off off this. Yeah, well, he's in the, the shape of the Baphomet. Yes, right, which I'm going to get to that here in just a second, too. Here's a different logo, the right eye. But it's not just that. You also see a six, 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 six. See the swirls? Okay. Again, it's subtle. I think that they're saying that we know exactly what we're doing. Do you see it? That's what they're saying. In some cases, not all of them. Oh, wait a minute. She's a good witch. (laughs) Her favorite show was a child. Bewitched. Wow. Do you see it? See, you're getting better at spotting it now. But if I hadn't been showing you this, you'd have walked up, pulled that off the shelf, thrown it in your cart, and never seen it. Brought it home, made lots of coffee with it, never seen it. I was on a train in Grapevine, Texas. Turned around, and look what I see. It was on a Christmas tree. This was on TV. Not an accident. This was on at Macy's just this past Christmas. Went in there to buy some Christmas presents, and lo and behold, a Christmas tree. One, two, three, four, five, six. There's six of those swirls, those lollipop swirls. Six. Not seven, six. This was on a door on at some business I was in recently. I didn't make note of which one it was. I see it every place. This was at a circus a couple of years ago we went to. Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah, Wizard of Oz. Wizard. The Wizard of Oz. This was where I play racquetball. Now, most people would just walk right by this, but I saw it. Do you see it? Right there. 
I'm just there the other day. There Thursday. Okay, this was in an airport. Yeah, it's just a snail. That's right. Just a snail. This is Rose's Restaurant. Very popular Mexican restaurant chain, if you're not familiar with it. Do you see it? See, it takes a, a couple of seconds, doesn't it? You have to actually start looking for it. Problem is, most people aren't looking for it. They don't see it. You got this. Yeah, we got it. Or did we get it? I like watching your faces a lot. You can see when they see it. Yes, it's there. This was my watch. I looked down and this was on my watch. I don't even think I touched it. So I quickly grabbed my camera, took a picture of it. Do you see it? Top right corner? Blue? Oh my, my watch. <clears throat> Yeah, the, a lot of people say this is actually 666. Yes. And then a lot of them will put it up to their eye like that. Yeah, They're, yeah the all-seeing eye. <coughs> By the way, uh, no, no, I'm not going to. You wouldn't believe that. I, you're not ready for that. That's some. You want me to tell you? All right, okay. Here comes some very risky stuff. This comes to us from the website, Help Me Remember, Lord. not coming to me. I'll get it in a minute. Uh, as I've gotten older, there's more blank space on the shelf. You know, where you look for something on the shelf, you know you put it there. Only, I'm talking about this shelf. You look there and it's it's there. You just got to wait a few minutes for it to appear sometimes. He said, that's why you have a wife. How true it is. Anyway, this guy, uh, it's a long story. I'll just get to the point. (coughs) He says what's causing the black eye on people is the reason that the true story about UFOs, the true one, will never come out is because of this. Is because these, these aliens, these fallen angels are already living among us. They look like us in a lot of cases, but they're not us. And they, see, I, I, I know what I'm about to say. You're going to say, oh, no, 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 that's, that can't be true. I have to remember the guy's website here. Anyway, they have a, uh, like, kind of like a stinger that comes out of the top of, they look human, Okay. But the stinger can come out of the top of their head and go in between the eyelid and the eye and it plants a seed just that quick in the back of a person's, back behind their eye and it grows and it takes over the person. And so when they have someone in a high position that is not going along with them, that's what they'll do. They'll just plant a seed in them and then they become controlled by the aliens. I know that sounds like some kind of a science fiction movie I watched when I was a kid. I understand that. But how do you explain? Go to the Internet and type in black eye. You'll be shocked. 
singers, government officials, some of the top, top, President Bush had one when he was president. How do you explain the president of the United States gets a black eye? He said, oh, well, I ran into the door. Right. No. He got control. And they're proud of it because once they get it, that means, hey, I'm a member of the club. <laughs> they're proud of it. Yes. Okay, she's saying some of them do it willingly because it gives them additional knowledge. You're right. They're already souls gone anyway. May as well get the knowledge too, right? So, let's go on. So, if that ruined all my credibility, I'll have to remember the guys. I want to say Madison. His website. Um, I remember it. Anyway, keep going. Now, again, maybe this is just innocent. And this one is where, you know, they make Jamba Juice. They might have a reason for a swirl because they do swirl. Okay, so maybe it's just nothing. Maybe it's just a design. But what about this? What are we doing with swirls on a cross? What are we doing with 666 on the cross? This is another restaurant. Uh-oh, that's roses again, isn't it? This is um, at, at the, one of the government conferences. Of, it's just very, very subtle, just small, but it still gives the devil permission to enter in. Here's a Klondike bar. That's actually not only the 666, but that's also the pedophile symbol. Now, maybe it's just a design to them. Maybe maybe it means nothing bad to them. I don't know. This was a can of someone here at the church that was drinking this drink. And I just happened to look over and I thought, are you serious? That was in this church. Yeah. I saw this in some email that someone sent me and said, look, tart cherry, there you go. Well, this is Madonna. Now, she if you want to know the Bible, the truth about the Bible, you listen to this lady right here. Not. Look at the logos. Okay, so the logo to the left, what is that? What is that logo? <laughs> that one's the other one. <laughs> Isn't that the new Microsoft? It's something to do with Microsoft, isn't it? Okay, so yes, the one in the center is actually 666. And then the one in the center. What is it? Edge. Yeah, there you go. That's what I was searching for, Edge. And then on the right is the fox. If you look at his tail there, it's 666. Uh, something someone sent me, 666. This is an ancient pictograph. Ah, Stan, it's just a design. It means nothing. Well, maybe maybe it is just design. Maybe it's not. This is the bottom of the Pope's dress. Or robe, I guess you'd call it since he's a man, right? <clears throat> His cassock. That's his cassock. Notice the red shoes. 
Now, some people say the reason he wears red shoes is because when you're doing sacrificing, some of the baby blood, when you cut the heart out and cut the head off and things like that, some of the blood splatters out on your red on your shoes and gets them all red. So they wear red shoes to symbolize Oh, Stan, that's not what it means. Well, maybe it's not what it means. Well, we've got a lady in here that's pretty well informed. She says, and also what they're made out of. What are they made out of? She's correct. She got it right. Yeah, the skin of the baby they sacrifice. The shoe leather is made out of the skin of the baby they sacrificed. And that's why they have the black eye club and the red shoe club. And that's why they have the black eye club and the red shoe club. See, we are very <clears throat> we are very uninformed and you would call that naive. Naive is they, that the information's out there, I just haven't sought to find it. That's naive. Willingly ignorant. Now you start to say something, Lou? I'm impressed. I'm impressed. More I get to know her, more impressed I am. Okay. Here's another one. What is that? No. I believe that's where you. That that's a towel rack. Yes. No. Okay. And this was a big design that was put up in a park. Now, you have to look real close to see it, but if you look in the right rear inside leg area, okay, let's move on. United Nations Day, 1960, the Palestine Poster Project. I don't see a 666 there, do you? Oh, there is one. How about Maui-style potato chips? Hmm. And this is Hands and Voices, I think, South Dakota. On the right and then on the left, I took a picture of someone's, the back of their car. Yep, yeah, love your life. And I thought, wow, somebody saw my emblem and put it on the back of their car. South Dakota, Hands and Voices. And where do you see the 666? There you go. You saw it. And uh, this is another place. This is all their their uh, ad. <clears throat> this is a movie that came out called Alpha Code. The story is inspired by real events. They all help Martin find his alien daughter. It's a demonstration of true meditation. He is able to use telepathy. And what do you see in the background? Well, you see, Ricketts wants to say... They might want to say that this is the R for the rickets. But I also see it in other places as the swirl. So, maybe it means rickets to them. Maybe they don't know. Microsoft Edge logo, we covered that, so I'll move on. This is from another movie called Spiral. Well, that's very subtle, isn't it? Yeah, I, I did not look at the movie, <clears throat> had the opportunity to look at the movie. I didn't watch it, but uh, just skimming through the trailer, here's some things I saw. 
So, so far we see two spirals. Then we see the, the, the thorn wrapped around the nail. And it's called twisted pictures. Nail and barbed wire. This is, this is all part of the picture. That's three. <laughs> we want to count all those. This is actually in the movie. Now, this is our leader of the World Economic Forum, Charles, is it Charles Schwab? Is that right? I know it's Schwab. Klaus. Klaus Schwab. There you go. Sorry, Charles. Klaus Schwab. 666 symbol. Where is this? This is on a music video by Carmen. Wait a minute. That's a Christian singer. Yep, it is a Christian singer. So maybe it doesn't mean anything to him. Or maybe someone that helped him make the music video knew exactly what they were placing there. <clears throat> Ancient pictographs, we covered this. Another one. Do you see it? Raw video, mass shooting at funeral home in Chicago, levels 14 shot, or leaves 14 shot. Do you see it? You see the yellow cone, the orange cone, red cone, whatever it is? So 14 people were shot there. I wonder why. Look in the concrete. Maybe you need to turn these lights down so they can see better. Better? Ah. Okay, yeah, better, better. Okay. Moving along. Microsoft Edge we've covered, so I'll keep moving. This is a patron deity of Babylon. And what's on the head? This is ancient. This is like, I don't know, what, 3,000 years old? A lifetime of love and loyalty. This is what used to be a king and queen of England. And if you look down close on that sword he's carrying, this is what you see. Very subtle. Four-pack neck gator face scarf mask bandana dust face mask headband and adjustable tie behind head. What do you see? 666. Vanilla and caramel soft creams. They're saying we're a member of the group. Or maybe it's just a design. Alpha Code trailer. This is also on. I got this out of order. This is part of that movie. This is also in the movie. This is also in the movie. And this. And this. Now, this is something different. Oh, the movie, by the way, encourages you to follow this website, Milan Friedrich. As you can see, it has a big 666 with four more 666. Each one of those, you click on that, and it takes you over to read more. Now let's talk about Baphomet. What's Baphomet? Well, this is the sign of the devil. <clears throat> now, there are so many symbols here, I could probably spend 20 minutes talking about what those symbols are. What do you see? What can you spot? Because I'll guarantee you, you don't see it all. What do you see? Um, 
Pentagram, what else? Yes, as above, so below, right? Goat head. And the correct Baphomet has female breasts and a male... Okay, okay, okay. Very good. Or, or the, the flame, because Lucifer is the light. That's a lie. Here's some other one, Baphomets, <clears throat> with the same thing showing. This one, actually, I thought this was really good because it lays out what it's talking about. Now, we don't have time to cover all of that, but everything in that has a symbol because the devil's big in symbols. You see, this is the same as this. Very subtle, Brotherhood of the Dragon. Now let's talk about Moloch Ball, and I have to be very careful with this. Revelation 2.13 says, Antipas, Antipas was my faithful martyr who was slain among you. O origin of the mystery religions of Babylon. One of the things that the devil does is he has lots of names for the same thing. For example, the mother has many names. Isis, Ishtar, Ishi, okay, all of those names. Son has Osiris, Bacchus, okay, all of those names. So they have a lot of different names. Move on. <clears throat> but this is what they believe in. They believe in not just child sacrifice, but they'll kill anybody that gets in their way. Anybody. So this is another picture showing them how they sacrifice the children to Baal. Okay, what do they really do? They really heat up Baal, and then they get, once the hands are red hot, then they lay the newborn child on them, and it cooks the child screaming but then they had big drums they banged on the drums so that the people the moms could not hear the screaming so in this one on the left is where they just toss it in the one on the right actually i don't think i have it but i have there's a video where the front of this thing comes down like a door and then they laid the child the baby the human whatever it was on the door and then they lift it up and it goes inside and cooks them. Similar to this. This is what they believe in. Many, many pictures like this on the internet. This is Moloch, our ball. <clears throat> There's my disclaimer again. I don't want to cover that. Let me go to this. This is the official archery target. That's what a real target looks like. So what is... This. Uh, neither one of those is a target. This is a target. But that is not a target. So let me explain to you what this means. The one on the left, the center are those people that know the secret. The people in the white area are those people that are among the group, but they don't know the secret. In other words, you're, you're in the room, you go to the meetings, you get drunk, you have what all the other things, but they don't know the secret. And then the ones outside the ring, out here, that's us. We're not a part of the group, and we don't know the secret. So what's the secret? Yes? Lucifer is God. Very close. 321, page 321 of Morals and Dogma says, Lucifer is the light. That's a lie. Jesus is the light of the world. Okay. 
But that's what Lucifer wants to be. He wants all the world to worship him because he wants to be God. So what he said is correct. I saw this in my doctor's office. I saw this at Heathrow Airport when we were going to minister, I believe it was Singapore and Malaysia. Wrong way, sorry. Same thing. Airport, Heathrow. You do see them. Bottom left and right. Okay. This was when we were in Italy. I think we were just traveling through on ministry, going to ministry. Do you see it? It's on the left, just before the words L-E. This was at Evansville Airport. Yeah, very good. Every place. See, sometimes we see, but we don't see. I'm all in Malaysia. Very good. I I thought you would see the pink one. I didn't think you'd spot the Chick-fil-A that quick. But good for you. You're getting good at it. This was a guy at CVS Pharmacy. I'm standing there getting my whatever pharmaceuticals from the pharmaceutical drug companies that you can trust. Thank you. I was hoping I'd get a chuckle on that. And this guy had this on the back of his right hand. Are people already thinking this? Are they already getting ready for this? I said, can I take a picture of that? Sure. Stowe, Ohio, visiting my son. This is a restaurant. Movie theater, Ohio. Ohio. We went to the movie while we were there. Do you see it? Probably not because it's too dark. So I had to take a picture up close. That's the carpet. Here's the movie theater. That's the carpet. It's every place. It's subtle. It's planting it in our subconscious to accept this. At an airport. Bark when you hear it or when you see it. Something. You see it? She probably doesn't know what that is. Sylvester Sloan, demolition man. Remember, every time he cussed, there was a little piece of paper came out and he got a bill for like a quarter or something for cussing. I thought it was interesting what it comes out of. 75th anniversary of D-Day and Fox News. Oh, you won't see this one. You won't see this one. Marty, you are just too good. She's spotting every one of them. Yeah, it's in her hair. You think that's an accident? Ladies, that took a lot of time to do, right? Okay, okay, that was not an accident. This is the Man Boy uh, Love Association. I think that's the way you say it. Yeah, Mambla. Okay, so this is a law enforcement page. This is what law enforcement says these symbols mean. Ooh, I caught myself say doing that. Okay, wait. It didn't mean a thing to me. <laughs> we saw this symbol earlier. This is in a church. You. <laughs> Tell me, if we displayed that in our church, you would see it, right? Yeah. Okay, good. On your wife's dress. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, I pulled on a shirt 
I started to, to do pull on a shirt for a Bible study. Pull it. There was one on my shirt. I thought, ah, can't get away from it. But that's the point. Now, <clears throat> what do you see? I know what you're going to say. Oh, I see the little logos there. But you also see the shape of the clouds. Not just an accident. This is a coin that we were giving away. But if you look carefully. (laughs) There. Do you see it? There. Okay. This was in a doctor's office. No, no. This was going down to a ball game downtown, I believe. It was walking in the American Airlines Center. This was in my doctor's office, patient portal. Dr. Pepper. You know, they went to a lot of trouble to make that symbol. Are you starting to see them now? Google. Oh, now wait a minute, Stan. You've gone too far now. Because Google is a good Christian organization. I'm telling you what, Google right now is probably sticking their finger down the throat thinking that I just called them a Christian organization. Nevertheless, let's look at some of the things they put up on their symbols. You know, they used to do this. They since stopped. I haven't noticed them doing it a long time. I guess you see it. Okay. Here. That's right. It's three times on the bottom right. One, two, three, four actually. Do you see it? Very subtle. You don't see it. Okay, I'll help you out. In the center, the yellow, above the yellow. Very subtle. Do you see it? Well, that might be appropriate because that might be a ramp. It might be. Might not. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you see it? Got it? Okay, you guys are getting good. How about here? How about here? One, two, three. <laughs> It's just full of 666, isn't it? Here. 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 This was an easy one, right? Ted Cruz issues. You do see it. Okay, great. You guys are getting good, man. What about this? I was talking with a fella, and he said, well, I was the one that designed that to put that on the back of the NIV Bible. That's called a triketra. But what is it really? Well, that's a 666. I'm running out of time, so I'm going to move on. We could take some time and go through the pharmaceutical logos. They don't have to be bad, but... Some of them are. These are some things I saw while in Malaysia, which you can kind of expect, not even close to a Christian country. Okay, so I'll wrap it up there.
Lord, we ask that you would help us to see the evil that is in front of us and to turn from that evil and to walk close to you, pleasing you, the narrow path in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, Spirit of Prophecy Church. Almost getting ready to start our next service. We just have a few announcements. We are starting an accessory prayer back up this uh, month. We will be doing it next Thursday. Sorry, this coming Thursday from 730 to 830. So if you'd like to sign up and be a part of that, um, we'll pass this around. Just put your name, email, and a phone number. Kate will send you the link um, to join us for that. Um, We also have our fellowship for donuts if anyone wants to do breakfast. And then on January 28th is our chili cook-off. So if you want to make chili and win first prize, um, you want to sign up to do chili as well. And then we'll have Marty talk about um, prayer and fasting for while Tamora and Miss Leslie are gone. Okay, so Prophet Leslie and Tamora will be traveling to Singapore and Malaysia uh, February 7th through the 22nd. Um, we do need prayer for them every single day that they're gone, okay? So um, I'll have an itinerary for those that sign up. I'll send you what, you know, some little bit more specifics of what you need to be praying about. Um, but I've got 15 days, you guys, and I have three people signed up and covering two days. So that leaves me, if I can do math, 13 days where I don't have anyone yet. And um, if you can fast, that's great. Please do so. Um, It can be something little like skipping an afternoon snack. It doesn't have to be like water and no food, Um, especially if you have to work. Yeah, not everyone can do it. Um, So that's okay. The the biggest thing is that these ladies are going to need our prayers to go with them and keep them safe um, while they are over there doing the Lord's work. So if I can, I'll come and talk to you guys personally um, and ask you to sign up so I can get all these days filled up. But um, please sign up for the prayer. All righty. Thank you. It is time for offering. No, you can come do it. All right. Good morning, everybody. Mr. Tony's going to do some offering, uh, but let's pray. Let's get this service started this morning. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we do boldly come before your throne room of grace and mercy, full of praise and adoration for who you are. We bow before you. We cast our crowns at your feet, for worthy is the Lamb. Hallelujah. So, Lord, we receive your Holy Spirit to dwell among us today. May this service in its completion, be pleasing to you. And we love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Mr. Tony. Yes. And it's open, okay, for the church. And this is for missions, right? Okay, so you never lose by giving. And the Lord will always meet you where you are. So here it is. Come in. God bless you guys. Thank you, Lord. Bless it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oops. I forgot mine. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Okay. So, now we're going to pray for it. Yeah. Okay. Do we could do it together? Okay. Let's do it. Yes, sir. You started me. You can start. 
All right. Father, we thank you so much, truly, for the opportunity to give back unto you. And it's by that opportunity that you bless us. We're so unworthy, but you bless us. We love you. You love us. We receive that blessing. We call forth multiplication upon the giver. Father, we just, we are so appreciative of the opportunities throughout our life that you give us. And, and truly, it just, it helps us. It increases our, our love and our relationship with you in such a, such a great way. What a blessing you are. And I pray that we are a blessing unto you. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you always give, Lord. You give us so much every day, Lord. Lord, and you teaching us to give. Lord, you said in your word, give and it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, Lord. So thank you, Lord, for all this um, donations from the heart, Lord. And pray you multiply in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. All right, guess what? It's time for some praise and worship. Let's all stand to our feet, grab a praise shield. Look at all these beautiful faces today. There's there's one right here, Marty. This one? Yeah, okay. All right, give us just a second here. Father, we love you. May this praise and worship this morning be pleasing unto you. May it be at that sweet sweet fragrance upon you at your throne we bow before you for you are you are great and greatly to be praised you are worthy you are worthy you are worthy we love you and thank you in jesus name amen hallelujah let's put our hands together hallelujah hallelujah Come on, guys, let's let's get our hands together. Let's praise the Lord in unity this morning. Hallelujah. You are holy. You are mighty. You are worthy. Worthy of praise. I will follow.
are mighty. You are worthy. Worthy of praise. I will follow. Oh, I will listen. declare his praise for 
who can stop the Lord Almighty? Our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah. He's roaring with power and fighting our battles. Every knee will bow before Him. Our God is the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain for the sin of the world. His blood breaks those chains. Every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb. Oh, every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb. Hallelujah. You're worthy, Lord. 
So I've asked Lou to come and bring the message this morning. As you know, I talked on 666 this morning in the teaching phase of it. And so we've asked Lou to come up here and teach on, is my mic working? Yeah, okay, all right. Uh, to teach on the sermon part of it. So Lord, I ask you to give him your anointing, bring your Holy Spirit into the room, and also those people out on... Uh, in, in online land, wherever they are watching, be it live or be it recorded, that your Holy Spirit would be with them. I ask you to fill his mouth this morning with fire, with holiness, and that what he speaks is what you want spoken. Help open our eyes to receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Apostle Stan. Well, hello, Sunni from... Cyberland in Nevada, Texas. He's at home watching over the critters, making sure they don't freeze solid. And Oni, our sister in Christ. So uh, this is my website, whitehorseoutreach.com, and we are advertising that on Spirit of Prophecy Church and Prophecy Club. And the title of the sermon today is Grace or Works. Which is it, Grace or Works? Grace, yes, grace is first. Grace and works, why we can't have one without the other. They work together. Amen. Salvation always produces works. Well, you know what? That's not a true statement. It always doesn't always produce works. Some, you know, in my life, uh, I won't name the denomination, but I was there for 10 years, and we got saved, and that was pretty much it. You know, I got my fire insurance. We didn't do anything much after that. We got together for prayer meetings and ate a lot of food. Works never produce salvation. So I'm just here to tell you, you cannot build a stairway to heaven. You can't work your way to heaven. It comes by grace. And it comes by scripture, like here in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you are saved. Through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. 
God has a free gift. It's called salvation, and it's given to us by grace. But we have to accept it with faith. Verse 9, not of works lest any man should boast. So it's a free gift for everybody. Christ died for the sins of the world. It's up to you to accept it. He died for us all. It's your choice, though. Here's a picture of a locomotive. Grace is the the motor or the locomotive, the engine. And then you have faith. And behind that, you're supposed to have the third car, which is works. Now, I'm going to break down four points here uh, about the world's order. This is what the world, or I call it Egypt, but the world that we all live in, non-Christians, non-believers, they say you can become good by doing good things. So that's why we see the Shriners hospitals and all these wonderful things where people are, they're wonderful philanthropists sending money out to great causes and trying to, you know, look at me, look what I did for these people. Here I come to save the day. You know, they're, they're doing good things, which is a good thing, but it's on their own power. They're building faith in themselves, not faith in God, not faith in the word. Uh, name it and claim it. They even preach that in churches called the prosperity gospel. And I do believe that Christians are supposed to be prosperous. Um, amen. Yeah, we should have the gold and the silver, the believers. But uh, it's another uh, message just to think that God wants to make you rich so we can have a good time in life. That's not the purpose. We're supposed to give to the poor and build his kingdom. And one of the tools that we have is our finances to do that with. And so that's why we go on missions, which cost a lot of money, by the way, to buy airfare, to go halfway around the world and preach the gospel. And um, right now, yeah, and we, and you know, I, I personally go to the places that are really some of the poorest places in the world. They, they, they can't give us an offering back. And, and we give them money. Is, you know, we give them food, we give them Bibles, we give them training and equipping, and we expect nothing in return uh, because the Lord pays good dividends. But that's just me. But it takes money to do all that. And for all those that support us, and especially this church, is a great giving church. Thank you very much. As some are taught, think it, believe it, do it, be it. And uh, the New World Order is... Uh, you know, once you become enlightened, Apostle Stan talked about the light today. Lucifer is the light. Once you serve him and figure out, then you are God. You can be your own God, which leads to acceptance. And then you earn your salvation. Well, that's the world's way, and good luck, it don't work. Uh, here's the stairway to heaven or the highway to heaven. And... You know, that's a nice picture of what we're supposed to be doing, walking the straight and narrow. See how narrow that is? And the closer you get to God, it even gets like like a razor blade, you know? So it gets pretty thin. The way it works in Christ's kingdom, salvation is a free gift. Amen. Amen. Let me read over here. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Acts sixteen thirty one. It's a free gift. Thank you, Jesus. 
which fills us with love. It's supposed to fill us with love and knowledge of acceptance. Once we know that, first you've got to realize you're a sinner. We need a Savior. We accept Jesus in our heart, confess it with our mouth. You get that love in your heart. You know what I'm talking about out there, right? You feel the presence of God, and you know that you're accepted. Here's a, a description of uh, what acceptance is. So over here you see it's raining, which says, I don't like rain. I wish it wasn't raining. My day would be better if it wasn't raining, which what's my goat say when it rains. My day is ruined. Yep, every day is like this. It always like this. Why does it always rain when all I want is for it to be sunny? So acceptance is, it's raining, yeah. Okay, this is my simple way of explaining acceptance. And we have scripture for that too. John eight thirty two, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Here we go. That's you. You're free, right? Which another way they say in the scriptures is, I have liberty. Liberty means we're not under the law. We're free in Christ. We don't have to be all... You know, doing something to be religious, which a lot of churches, you know, you have to, you know, you can't wear makeup or jewelry or, I mean, that's, that's all religious spirit. Not happening here. Amen. We're free, right? We're free in Christ. And much more. We're not under the law. Romans eight fifteen. For you have not received the spirit of bondage, again, to fear, but... You have received the spirit of adoption where we cry, Abba, Father. See, there is a spirit called bondage, which makes you want to smoke, drink, cuss, and all the things that we're not supposed to do. That's the spirit that operates upon you that causes you to be bound to something that's not good. And then it says fear. Fear is also a spirit from Satan that causes us to do all kinds of things like fear the end times or what if or, you know, what, whatever. Um, some people are phobias. They're afraid to go into an elevator or they've had some traumatic experience and every time they see that uh, played out on TV or something, they get, the, you know, they get triggered. So these things are bad things, but we, once we say Jesus come into our heart, we are adopted. That means we've become out of Egypt into the kingdom of heaven. We're a son of God, right, and a daughter of God. Amen. Or a princess of God. First John four eighteen, there is no fear in love. See, um, the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is fear, which is an evil spirit. And you can see this where it says, "But perfect love casts out fear." There's something that we are supposed to do is cast things out that are bad, like the spirit of fear. We cast it out because fear has torment. See, the enemy comes with torment. Bondage has torment. They All these evil spirits work together like a big, fat, hairy, ugly family to tear you down and destroy you. Sometimes they kill you fast, but usually they like to take a long time and kill you slow. So you become attacked when you're a child because you don't know how to defend yourself, and then your whole life is just a, a drama of bad things, one after the other, until you finally get old and die. 
So fear has torment. It says, he that feareth is not made perfect in love. Okay, there's a memory scripture for you guys. If you have fear, you're not made perfect in love. That means you're broken and you need to be set free and healed. That's not healed and set free. You cast the spirit out, then you pray for healing. It's the order, Mark 16, 17, and 18. Third thing that happens, it makes you want to place our faith in Christ. Amen? Amen. And this is just a little simple diagram. Uh, You get the knowledge that you've been adopted, you have understanding, and in your beliefs, you're accepted. And so if you don't know that you're accepted, I'm telling you here today that you are accepted in Christ. Once you say, Jesus, come into your heart, you are born again into the kingdom of heaven. And I think a lot of believers don't know that. At least I talk to a lot of people, oh, I committed the unpardonable sin, or I'm going to go in hell because I have this repeated thing that I can't overcome. But your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and salvation is... You know, it's not just um, accepting Jesus Christ into your heart and saying, like, well, when I die, I'll go to heaven. Salvation is saved, healed, delivered, made whole, and preserved. It means that you get your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, but then you have to work out your own salvation, work out your own healing, work out your own deliverance, work out all the other things that, that we have that are opposing the Word of God. Amen? So understand you're accepted, and then number four, it makes you want to do good works. Amen? It should make us want to do good works. Works and good virtues are done out of our faith after we get saved. So we don't want to put the cart in front of the horse and think we have to work to get saved. It doesn't happen that way. You get saved, and then you want to start building the kingdom of heaven. Okay, let's talk about compassion. We saw Jesus had compassion, and we're supposed to have compassion. Let's read this here. Uh, This is a description. It says, A feeling of deep sorrow for another who is stricken by misfortune, accompanied by a strong desire to alleviate the suffering. So it's like uh, empathy, which is not like sympathy. We don't feel sorry for that person, but we understand how they feel. Therefore, we want to help them. Amen? You'll never believe who quote this come from, and I'm not going to tell you, but it's, it's, I like this. It says, if you light a lamp for someone else, it will also brighten your path. Uh, it came out of the devil's kingdom, but even he sometimes can say something that's true once in a while. Amen? Charity. Now, that word charity in your King James Bible does not mean, you know, giving out to the poor it can mean but that word means love which is actually agape love which means unconditional love uh, which I need to have more of because that means that even the people that have bad breath and bad haircuts and they stink a little bit and they're not very nice to be around that we still love those people and so I need more of that amen anybody else need that that's the agape love unconditional No one is going to love you if you don't love yourself. Let's talk about that. If you don't love yourself, you can't certainly um, love others. And uh, do I have scripture to back that up? I certainly do. Is this the one? 
I think it is, Mark uh, 12, 31. And the second, the first commandment is love the Lord, your God, with your strength, mind, and heart. The second one is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is another commandment greater than these. So if you don't have love, you can't give it to somebody else. Or if you want to give someone a million dollars, but you're broke, you can't give them what you don't have, right? So if you don't love yourself, how are you going to give love to someone else? So a lot of you guys, the Christians online, I talk to you. I know what I'm talking about. You love your neighbor, but you hate yourself, which means you can't love your neighbor. You're just a basket case, and you need to get fixed, Love yourself, accept yourself, get healed, get delivered, get set free, and then you won't be gritty. You won't be hard to be around because you go, ah, I love myself. Uh, the kid kicks the ball in your front yard and you go, get out of here, God bless you. You know, that type of love. That's not love. Okay, kindness. We know Jesus had kindness. We're supposed to have kindness. Amen. Let's read this. Unexpected kindness is the most powerful, least costly, and most underrated agent of human change. Well, there's your bonus today, brothers and sisters. Unexpected kindness. Didn't expect that. Didn't see that coming. Says it's the most powerful. I don't know. I like this slide, so take it or leave it. The words of kindness are more healing to a drooping heart than balm or honey. You know, we can have a drooping heart. In Psalm 61, which I love, it says, I've been anointed to preach the gospel. And it says, to heal the brokenhearted. See, we can have a broken heart, which means we can have a broken spirit. Okay, put that in your little basket today. You can have a broken spirit, because most people I talk to go, a Christian can't have a demon. You can have a broken spirit. You can have a wounded heart. But kindness will heal the sad heart. Amen? Better than balm or honey. I like balm and I like honey. (laughs) Works are evidence that we have experienced salvation. See, a lot of people go, I know Jesus, I'm saved, but you would never know it by looking at them or listening to them talk, right? Or how they act, you know, the TV shows they watch, the things they look at on their phone, where they spend their money. The gift of salvation produces good works. Yes, it does. Well, it's supposed to. That's my message today. If you're not building the kingdom of heaven, get off the bench. Go to work. Uh, Come and see me. I'll give you a job in the kingdom. (laughs) James 2, 14 through 19. What does it profit, my brothers, though a man say he has faith? I have faith. That's what is going. And yet have not works. Can faith save him? I'm not going to give you the answer. You've got to figure that out for yourself. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food. And they go, where, where was I naked? Um, and you clothed me. And the Lord says, when you did it to the least of these, you. Wow, I felt that. You did it unto me. So lots of people need help. And maybe they're not even Christians. We should help them. Jesus said we'd always have the poor. Verse 16. And one of you saying to them, depart in peace, be warmed and be filled. That would be good today. You know, we're the frozen chosen right here in Texas. It's warm weather, but today, what is it? 16, 17 degrees. Pretty cold. I guarantee you hell hasn't frozen over. But stick around. Texas will warm up in a couple weeks. We'll be back to normal. 
So here we have an example, you know, come on in, you know, be warm, be filled, and get out of my face, is what the scripture is saying, you know. Notwithstanding, you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? You know, pat, pat you on the back, good luck, you know, pray, pray the Lord will help you, I'll pray about it, you know, what good is that doing for them? You know, nothing. They need food, clothes, shelter, amen, it profits them nothing. 17, even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. No, I'm just a messenger boy. I didn't write this. But meditate on that scripture. Your faith can be dead. Isn't that what it's saying? Dead faith. Let's look at this. Faith without action is dead. Here we have someone's house burned down. This, this is the believer here. And you see that's a casket representing death, dead faith. It says, their house burned down. I'll pray for them. Did it help them? Here we have starving people in Africa. Um, God saved them. I'll pray for them. Did that help them? Uh, how's your faith? And he opens up the casket and he says, it's dead faith. You know, I'm sorry to say, but a lot of Christians fit that. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm not mad. I love you all. Verse 18. Yes, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Okay, here we have the religious spirit. I'm spiritual. Look at me. See how good I look? I got it all together. And then, this, Sunni, this is you. <laughs> this is me. This is Sunni. Demons are spirits, too. Be more specific. You know, Sunni, you hit me where it hurts sometimes. I love you. And do we have a scripture for that? Right here we go, brothers and sisters. Thou believes that there is one God, thou dost well. The demons also believe and tremble. So just because you're a believer don't make you special. Demons believe it, too. James 2, 20 through 26. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Well, there's your second witness. It's all through the, the New Testament. Here's a picture of how it works. Here's your car. You've got a blown motor, or the motor's out of the car. The motor is faith, and uh, he can't. You know what this is? Your vehicle, uh, when you have dreams, what's the vehicle represent? Who knows? Your ministry. This is your ministry right here. It's a vehicle. But your motor isn't working. So your ministry is dead. 21. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered up Isaac his son upon the altar? Now why does that scripture say Abraham was justified by his works? It's because God spoke to him. Take your son to Mount Moriah and sacrifice your only son whom you love on the mount. Okay? And he believed God. I don't know what went through his head, but he started up the mountain. He had faith. He did something. Okay? We have to do something. We have to build the kingdom. And it's called works. Seest thou how faith wrought with his works? Faith and works 
is a recipe, and by works was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith Abraham believed, that's the first step, is to believe, and it was imputed or given unto him for righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. Do not we all want to be a friend of God? You know, I'm driving in town today, uh, not as far as these guys. Grapevine shows up today. Grapevine, Texas. I only had 50 minutes to come in. Nevada, Texas. But I, I was playing something that says, um, the Lord says, depart from me, worker of iniquity, I don't know you. So I'm, I've never heard a sermon on that, and I'm listening to a YouTube video. See, we think we're prophesying, casting out devils and doing this stuff, but yet the Lord says, I don't know you. That's pretty scary, especially for me, since I'm doing most of that stuff. You know, I want the Lord to know me. But see, Abraham was called a friend of God because he was righteous and he believed and he built the kingdom. He did what the Lord told him to do. We all want to be a friend of God, don't we? You don't want to hear, depart from me into outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. 24, see ye then how that by works a man is justified and not only, not by faith only. I have faith, but I show you my faith by my works. See, you need both, right? Believe, do, act. You know, love, I like to talk about love. Love is not just telling your wife, hey, Sunni, I love you. No. You know what love is? Taking out the trash. Oh, no. You know, mowing the grass. When Oh, this needs to be done. You know, I was winterproofing all the um, chicken coops in the goat barn yesterday. Uh, Jerry, my friend, helped me. Sunni comes out when we're almost done. She goes, we didn't for forget to do the door on the west coop. I go, you know. One more thing we got to do. We got to go put, you know, cover that door, so the chicken survived. But you you do those things. You you don't just. It's not just a talk. It's what you do. That's works. It's not just I love you. Too bad. Yeah, it's too bad. I don't mind taking the trash out. You know, I I love Sunni's awesome. So you got an awesome wife or an awesome husband. You want to do those things that make them happy. So no problem with that. If you want to, yeah. I told Jerry, I said, I got to fix this stuff today because I don't want to sleep in the goat house. <laughs> you didn't hear that. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> yeah, got up yesterday, 6 a.m. or out at dark. And, and, and after all of that, I'm telling you about my testimony yesterday. After all of that, soon he goes, I got uh, marinated quail and I need you to go grill it. And uh, of course it was dark. So I'm out there with a flashlight grilling quail so we can have our supper after dark. So I was all day long, blood, sweat, and tears, Sunni. <laughs> Likewise, 25 here. Likewise, also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way? Now see, this will break your mold of... Uh, the religious spirit, because Rahab was a prostitute. And so Jesus forgave her, or at least it says, see, they were going to destroy Jericho, and she brought the spies in and hid them and then let them out and sent them the other way. So 
works. He was blessed by works. This is work stuff I'm talking about. Um, sure, she wasn't even saved. But she still got a blessing. She probably got saved later. I mean, she had to believe, right? Jesus raises the child. Let's look at this scripture. Mark 5, 39, 43. And when he was come in, he saith unto them, Why make ye this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead but sleeps. Okay, now that's a pretty wild statement, right? This is why I love the Bible, because you can't make this stuff up. You got someone, a, a, a 12-year-old dead girl, and in comes Jesus. She's sleeping. <laughs> well, guess what? Did they receive that? Who knows? No, says they laughed him to scorn. They laughed him out like a fool, you know, crazy. You know, like I've had him do to me. You, know, you, you make it too simple, Pastor Lou. You know, it's just not that easy. You know, it don't work like that. You know, a Christian can't have a demon. Yeah, I've been there too. But when he had put them all out, yeah, he puts them out. He takes the father and the mother of the child and then that were with him and enters into where she was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand and saith unto her, I probably can't say this right, but Talitha Kumi, which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Well, I can give another interpretation, like the pool of Bethsaida. Puck up your bed and walk. Okay? He just spoke to her. Long prayer, right? Real difficult. You know, you don't have to pray long prayers to get your prayers answered. I pray short prayers works for me and 42 and straightway or we would say immediately the girl arose and walked for she was the age of 12 years and they that were and they were astonished you know like <laughs> their head is exploded with a great astonishment you know they never seen a dead person come back to life right we got one here that has he prayed a long prayer too right Lord, bring him back in Jesus' name. I think he got to three words out, and he goes, <gasps> came back to life. It happens. It still happens. And he charged them straightly that no man should know it and commanded that something should be given her to eat. Now, this is a very interesting verse right here. Why give her to eat? Why did they put that in the Bible? Any ideas? She was hungry. No. Thank you for that. That's the wrong answer. Well, you know what? She might have been hungry. I don't know. She might have been hungry. But that's not the reason. They're checking for viability. The spirit needs to know that your body is viable. I'm talking about the human spirit. We have the Holy Spirit, but we also have a human spirit. We are spirit, soul, and body. When your spirit comes out of your body and you've had a near-death experience and it comes back into your body, it wants to know that your body is alive. So, they say, give her something to eat. They're checking for life. When you eat, your body begins to immediately have things happen to digest the food. And so the spirit can say, okay, the body is working. Now I can inhabit the house. So that's what's happening. You talk, to, you, you talk to a lot of people that see this near death and leave the body and all that. You ask them, they come back, a lot of them are going to be eating something. 
because that's so the spirit knows they're going to have an alive body. First Peter 4, 5, moving on here. Who shall give account to him that is uh, ready to judge the quick and the dead? Which means the living and the dead. They're looking for a live body. Here we have a picture of a dead body and the spirit hovering over there. See, your spirit, when you have a near-death experience, your spirit will leave your body. And you'll travel somewhere. Or if you're in the occult, you're doing astral projection. So people call me all the time. They go, I was sleeping and I woke up and there was an eyeball staring at me in my bedroom. Yeah, it's astro. Somebody is astro projecting into your house. And all you have to do is go, I rebuke you in Jesus name and it will disappear. So this is real. Your spirit can separate. And when we die, we know our spirit separates, right? Okay, so 26, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Are you getting my point? Dead, faith, dead faith. I'm saying faith without works is dead. Okay, here's, I love this. No, I tried to, uh, I wanted to picture the shovel in here. I don't know, Billy Cox. I like what you said, though. Don't ask God to move mountains unless you're willing to pick up a shovel. I hear that all the time. Oh, I've been praying. I've been praying. You know, I, I almost, you know, don't pray. Now, that doesn't mean I don't talk to God, but I do a lot of commanding because I know I have a right. Because Luke ten nineteen, yeah, I have authority. I have a heritage. Behold, I give unto you power. That means ability. If I got the ability, you know, why do I need God to do this? It's me. I can cut the head off of that serpent right i have the ability here here's another one i love quote of the week god is in control i hear that oh how you doing brother oh i'm blessed god is in control but he doesn't expect you to lean on a shovel and pray for a hole see we have to go to work right don't we see a lot of christians like that though oh i've been praying and asking god to drop a golden brick on my head Help me, it hasn't happened yet. Well, maybe you should go get a J-O-B. Yeah, I, I know it's, it's hard, but this is the way I see the scriptures. We are supposed to be building, and I'll just say it this way. Uh, one of the best ways to help the poor is by not being one of them. If you got money in your pocket, you can help them. But if you're, you know, I talked to, I'll say someone, so you don't know if it's a man, woman, or child, but they go, I've got all these things I want to do, like ministries and orphanages and food pantries and all this stuff, and they don't have a job. They can't pay for their phone bill. I mean, they're totally broke. They're inept. You know, we would say, well, you're a derelict. You know, they're trying to do all these great things, but they can't even support themselves. You know people like this, right? Big plans. But they can't even survive. I mean, first you have to fix yourself before you have a ministry. Amen. Put that in your box. Uh, useless faith. What is dead faith? It is useless faith. It is faith that does exist. See, it does exist. It's not like we're sticking our head in the sand like an ostrich and going, no, 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 no. Okay, I can't see it. That means it's gone. No, it's still there. But it is not accomplishing anything 
or the slide says, what God wants or desires. You know, useless faith doesn't accomplish anything. Is this too hard for you guys? Am I, am I, am, am I hurting you, stepping on your toes? I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be mean. Despite what many teach, dead faith is not non-existent faith. More than a dead body is a non-existent body. It's real. It's still there. You know, you own it. If that's you, own it. Change. Oh, my goodness. Should have had a 666 in there somewhere. (laughs) We had a great anointed. Go to uh, Prophecy Club and see the... uh, teaching Apostle Stan did this morning about the 666. Yeah, today, this morning. All you guys that didn't show up, for shame. <laughs> okay, dead faith, James two fourteen. It says, I'm just going to read this. As Jesus has warned, James was seeing a counterfeit Christian. That's a true statement. We have a lot of counterfeit Christians, you know, and Jesus said, you're lukewarm. I'd rather you be hot or cold. Even in the early church, there were those who proclaimed they had saving faith, yet did not possess salvation. Uh-oh, they said they were Christians, but they really weren't saved. Kind of like today, if you ask me. You know, your name can be blotted out of the book of life. Wherever there's a true, you will find a counterfeit. That was exactly what you were showing this morning. The counterfeit is everywhere. And on the way in, I, was, uh, I brought Jerry to church with me today. This is Jerry, for those that don't know him. Awesome guy. Uh, used to be number six in the world of rodeo. Bull rider. Tough, tough, tough. Smacked them bulls around like little chihuahuas. <laughs> You'll find the counterfeit. We got the counterfeit everywhere. But I was telling Jerry this morning on the way in, God is speaking, and so is the devil. What you have to do is discern who is talking. And nowadays, it's pretty difficult. Jesus warned, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Uh Uh-oh, but he that does the will of my Father. But he that does the will of my Father. Well, how are you going to find that out? Maybe read the Bible. Jesus said a sign of dead faith is substituting words for deeds. Words for deeds, you know, like be warmed, be filled. Get out of my face. Have a good life. All right, enough of that. So again, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to be real. That's, you know, the way I am. And some people don't like it. Soon he goes, you got to change your ways. I agree. (laughs) If I stepped on your toes, I'm not sorry. I'm not trying to be your friend. I'm trying to get you into the kingdom of heaven. As they say, if the shoe fits, wear it. Well, you can change that if that's you. You know, I love you guys. I love all the online. I love you guys. I do. If it's you, you can repent and forgive yourself and get back on the wagon. Okay, here's a picture of a Christian. This, I love this, because this is me. Uh, I've done this more than seven times. A just man falls seven times. 
gets up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. Doesn't matter how many times you fall, you got to get yourself up again. I know it's hard. You know, you get sick of it, you get tired of it, because we're facing a supernatural enemy. He is strong. He's powerful. But, you know, we have more authority than him, but we have supernatural too. But we continue to have to fight. We got to continue to bust his chops, right? We have to. Otherwise, he will take you out in the body bag. Might take you out slow. Not one heartbeat. He can make your life miserable forever. So, like I said, if this is speaking to you and you haven't been building the kingdom of heaven, repent and remember that even the righteous man, the just man, and women, we all fall, but we got to get back up. We can't quit, right? And the end times are getting closer. The darkness is getting bigger, but grace and light is getting brighter. we got to stay in the fight. Amen? Get back out on the battlefield. Build God's kingdom. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, here we go. Get the app, Prophecy Club app. How many in here got the app? I see a lot of hands. Yeah, get it, you online. Check it out. You got to see Apostle Stan's sermon this morning about 666, the mark of the beast. It was awesome. <laughs> Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. These are being posted by Prophecy Club, Spirit of Prophecy Church, and myself. And um, this is a plug for Cambodia, and uh, we also go to Honduras. But this is, uh, I support these guys. This is, uh, the pastor's name is Tola. I don't know the last name, but Tola, this is their church. Pretty nice church in Cambodia. Um, and this is their orphan kids. They, I mean, they got a pile of kids over there. So your donation supporting us helps us to go and preach the gospel and buy them school clothes and help them eat and bicycles so they can go back and forth to school and all the other things that we do. So like, share, and subscribe. This is my website, White Horse Outreach. You can find out about... Us there. This is a um, teaching that we're going to be doing called Can Open Deliverance Training and Equipping Class in Richardson, Texas, February 24th. Uh, no charge, 9.30 to 5. We're going to, do I have it here? Coffee and donuts, open prayer, worship, testimonies. We will have testimonies of people getting set free. Uh, there'll be a lot of them. Uh, deliverance teaching, lunch, love offering, renunciation. This is ministry where you break agreements with the enemy. Uh, and then we cast out demons. Then we pray for healing and uh, activate you. And uh, I think I got two people activated with the baptism of the Holy Ghost this week um, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. One Tuesday night on Omega Man radio program over the telephone. <laughs> Pretty awesome. And then one in person in... Um, Carrollton, we were in their house ministering to a Cambodian, and they got it. So praise God. This is my web, uh, not website, the email. If you want to have a one-on-one -on -one personal deliverance or you want to be on my email list so you know when we have things going on, there's how you do it. And that's the end. So we got done early. It's a miracle. Let me pray for you all. Father in heaven, I bless the people that came in and... They made it over the ice and the 
17 degree weather. Lord, I ask you to bless them and let them take this to heart, this message, so that they can begin to build the kingdom of heaven. And whatever that is that you're putting on their hearts to do, there's so many ways to build a kingdom. Witnessing, sowing seeds, getting people saved, casting out demons, whatever it is, Lord, speak to them. Prophecy, protect their families, bless them, keep them safe, and bring them back again in a week so we can do this all over again only better we thank you lord protect uh, leslie as she's gone and, and all the people that couldn't make it and if you're sick we pray for healing that the spirit of the lord would come and touch you and i rebuke spirits of infirmity and break those evil spirits that come to steal kill and destroy breda pray for her she's um, breathing problems i rebuke that spirit that's on her also family generational bloodline curses i break those in jesus name Lord, we need you. We need you, Lord. We need your wisdom. And sometimes we don't know what to pray for, so pray in tongues. It helps. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen.